0: Before we get started with today's show, I just want to congratulate the Bill Simmons Podcast for winning 2017 People's Voice and Webby Awards in the Best Sports Podcast category. Thank you to everyone who supported us and voted. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, the premiere episode. Very excited to be here. I'm Sal and I have a gambling problem. Yep, I'll admit it. I've uh, had this problem for almost as long as I can remember. I can give you some uh, background. It started at a very early age. I remember as a seven-year-old flipping baseball cards during recess and uh, I think the idea is you typically risk five baseball cards against a schoolmate and I was the dumb kid off in the corner flipping a hundred cards against ten or fifteen kids at a time and Uh, let's see, it wasn't long after that that I would visit my cousin Jimmy in Las Vegas. I was probably 11 or 12. I'd go to the bowling alley with my Aunt Chippy, and she would play the video poker machines. They have video poker machines and bowling alleys in Vegas. That's what makes Vegas the greatest city in the world. Uh, Anyway, I'd, I'd hand her $20. I made off my paper route, and I'd stand 12 feet behind her because I had to, and I'd tell her what to do. Keep the twos, drop the queen, go for the flush, and so on. And It only really got worse from there. Uh, Football, baseball, basketball, hockey, World Cup soccer, tennis, golf, elections, dancing with the stars, hot dog eating contests. If you could bet on it, I'm in. And I'm not even that good at it. I'm really not. It's just in my blood and my bones. And, you know, a lot of these shows these days, they feature guys selling picks that you know, these guys have no intention on playing these picks themselves. Or ESPN has a segment called Bad Beats, and it's a nice idea, but Scott Van Pelt is not betting these games. He's not on the losing end. I could just tell. I'm in the trenches. Win or lose, I'm feeling it. Uh, over the past year, I've had the Falcons plus three and a half over the Patriots in the Super Bowl. We know what happened there. Crazy, crazy comeback. No reason to lose by over three in, in overtime, even if you accept everything that happened before that. Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump. Yes. Crazy. How did that happen? The 73-win Warriors over the Cavs. They blew a 3-1 lead. I had freaking La La Land. I had La La Land. It was announced as the winner. I was backstage. This is not a joke. I lost on all of these. You can't make this shit up. You can, but I promise you, I'm not. And I want to thank Bill Simmons and The Ringer for setting this up. This is not an important podcast. This podcast is about gambling and telling stories other gamblers can relate to. And I'll be analyzing odds and trying to find an edge. And uh, I'm going to get some help from my friends along the way. It's going to be a lot of fun. And aside from that, hopefully we can learn a little something about each other. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, Coming up, we're going to talk to Jay Cornegy. He is the vice president of race and sports operations at Westgate Las Vegas Superbook. Uh, Jay hosted. They put up the props for the NFL draft for the first time ever, and we're going to see how how they did, if that casino is still standing. I have a feeling they did okay. But right now, I want to introduce three guys I like to call my degenerate trifecta. Uh, These guys gamble every day with me, and I'm not exaggerating. It is literally every day. First up, a dear friend of mine. He was our high school football team's quarterback at John Glenn High School in Long Island. He's the captain of our wrestling team. He graduated University of Dayton, came back to teach and coach in our old district. He'll take us through the X's and O's of why the teams we're betting on are such failures. Darren Sicoli, welcome aboard, Darren.
1: Hey, thanks, Sal. thanks for having me.
0: Yes, yeah, I'm very excited. Uh Darren has five kids. The guy loves sex. He really does. More than anyone I know. <laughs> Darren, how many teams are you coaching these days with these five kids?
1: I coach uh, I coach about seven different teams, Sal.
0: Good lord. And there's seven
1: different teams.
0: And are your kids on all of them or are there are teams that you the, they're not even on, right? No, there's
1: you... a few there's a few that they're not. There's a few that they're not. You know, mm-hmm. that's more school related than yeah. uh family related, but Absolutely. Don't forget, Sal, I'm also the original Guess the Lines guy.
0: That's right. Before I did Before I did Guess the Lines with Simmons, where we take a stab at the upcoming spreads in the NFL every Monday, I did it with Darren. Now, Simmons did it with someone else as well. I think it was his friend Gus, but Darren was my guy. Darren, you would go to great lengths to guess the lines. Tell everyone what you used to do.
1: Well, Well, Sal, one, I guess it probably hasn't changed too much, the format of the Guess the Lines, the way we did it probably about 25, 26, 27 years ago. Uh, probably the only difference right now is, you know, you get together with Bill, you're probably in his mansion somewhere in Beverly Hills, <laughs> yes. wherever it would be, you know, making pics. Uh, I used to do it out of a closet. Right. I used to make those picks out of a closet. And you know why, right? Because I didn't want my girlfriend, mm-hmm. who is now my beautiful wife of going to be 20 years, Sal, oh, comes look at that. alive.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: yep, yeah, there you go. Uh, I didn't want her to know that I was kind of into gambling, Mm -hmm. right? So I would go into a closet, keep it down, and we would do guess the line, right? Guess the uh, spread for the football games for the week. After that, I would put in a three-team, $10 teaser every (laughs) Sunday.
0: We didn't have a lot back then. Right. It's good to have you, Darren. Next up, Darren's little brother, Brian Sicoli. Darren has like 109 siblings, so it was hard to choose uh, another one to join us. But actually, it really wasn't, because as far as pure volume goes with making parlays, Brian is really the only one of my friends who gives me a run for my money. Uh, before he got hooked on gambling, became my enablee, Brian played football and wrestled. He, he graduated Stony Brook University in New York. What's up, Bri?
2: What's up, buddy? <laughs> When you asked me to come on, I I figured I'd a good thing for the listeners was to hear what type of losers you associate with. Yes,
0: exactly. We are
2: losers for sure,
0: <laughs> for sure.
2: So I, so I put together a little spreadsheet of the bets that we've done over, or that I've done over the last 13 months. Now,
0: now this is a great, actually I think this is a terrible thing to keep track of because I want when I make a bet I don't want to ever see it again. I want to get rid of it, and I think uh, if you listen to the uh, intro, you could hear why. But you keep track of them. You want You want to have them right in front of you, right?
2: yeah I've tracked him for the last like thirteen months just to see you know just to see what a loser I am right. and uh so I'm gonna ask you guys if I said to guess how many bets I've done over the last thirteen months
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm gonna give you guys over two hundred and twenty five bets, what would you guys say?
0: okay, so we have to go over or under so that's uh uh, 13 months, so 30 days. See, I'm not good at math, which is a really uh, the biggest problem here with the the gambling. No, it's uh, it's almost 400 days if you bet every day. I, I think you did. If you didn't bet every day, you bet twice a day for some. I'll say uh, 308. Uh,
2: 394. Oh, really? So yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm such a loser. Wow,
0: you're a sick in- and do you have any wins in there? You have well, it's got to be a half a dozen wins. I that, right? have
2: some wins. I mean, you know you know I do all like parlays. So right. if I win like, you know, 10 of those 390,
0: you know. Excellent. All right, we're going to try fair. to win some more. We're going to turn the <laughs> corner here. Finally, my old college pal Harry Gagnon. What's up, Harry?
3: Hey, buddy. This is great. Awesome. All Great right.
0: Beer. Harry and I attended Oswego State University in upstate New York together. I saw Harry in the student union peddling Super Bowl parlay cards and I really I fell in love immediately and Harry uh helped me turn the corner to become the true degenerate sports gambler that I am. Harry, now we got on – I want to tell a quick story about us. We got on when we were in college on some sucker list with these football handicappers, you know, the ones that give you a year's worth of picks or a weekend's worth of picks for $400. And, you know, I don't know if you know how it works, and we didn't at the time either, but they'll they'll find 1,000 people and they'll make 1,000 calls and they'll tell 500 people the Redskins are going to win the Monday night game and they'll tell 500 people the Cowboys win the Monday night game. And then Tuesday they'll have – 500 people that they've given winners to and then they split that again and anyway so after, after like there are like 125 people who have three wins with these guys it goes on and on, it's a big scam but anyway we were losing and we needed to do something different and then Harry what happened? We, you joined one of these services right? You finally called up
3: we, Right, we were losing and we had to come up with something they were, they were on TV all the time when we are watching the college football and pro football and everything so uh, we finally, uh, nervous, but I finally had, got the courage to actually talk to one of these guys and see what we could do and what happened. And of course, at the very beginning, he kisses our ass and kissed my ass and said, you know, I'm going to get this for you. I'm going to give you my 10-star lead pipe lock of the year <laughs> in college football, you know, but you got to send me $400, and then we'll go from there, and he was so nice, and so then you now know, you just you just to clarify with people,
0: up. you you can't you're not you can't put the money the bet in through these people. They just basically sell you the pick, and they don't make it. I remember it not being easy to pay for that. Like you had to go to Western Union and, and send them this money. Oh, uh, right? it
3: was a, it was a, it was it was a nightmare. They wanted the money that way, so right. whatever it can't be traced, whatever. So, anyways, the pick was uh, 19, This is 1991. South Carolina playing the rival Clemson. South Carolina is a 13 and a half point favorite, and mind you, again. This is their 10-star play of the year in college football. Lead pipe. South Carolina minus 13. Yeah, lead pipe. Lead right. pipe. You know? So 13. <laughs> they're not messing around. Mm-hmm. Right? But a 13-and-a-half point spread mm-hmm. favored. They lose the game at home 45-24 outright. They lose by 21, giving 13-and-a-half as their best of the
0: year right so you're out you're out all the money you gave him and we won't even mention how much then you had to put on the pick because you have to recoup the money you gave this this correct. asshole right and correct and, then, and you're steaming mad well right?
3: needless to, need needless to say when i spoke to him again and i'm steaming uh, the conversation didn't go as well as before he gave me the pick and everything it made me sound like made it made it sound like everything was going to be grand so uh needless to say he I called him an idiot. He called me an idiot back. We're screaming and yelling at each other. And he's like, what kind of uh, – he's like, you're calling me an idiot? How about you're the idiot Who's who gives somebody $400 without even knowing them for a stupid football pick? Right. You're the idiot. And then he hangs, hangs up. up. <laughs> and he, he promptly hangs up on me.
0: <laughs> he was right. We learned a valuable <laughs> and then, lesson there. And then we kept gambling
3: forever. But yes, never we never got did. that money back, so uh, –
0: That didn't stop us. We learned that you were an idiot, and we moved on from there. But I should mention, Harry actually worked (laughs) in Las Vegas uh, cashing tickets at a sports book. Where where did you work, Harry? Do you even want to say?
3: Uh... 14 years I was a supervisor at uh, Sunset Station and uh, Red Rock.
0: Right, and a bunch of unfortunate incidents led to his firing, and it's really been all downhill for him, but we'll get into that later. I want to uh, I want yeah. to cover Thank you. I'm very excited to have you three on. Now, I want to uh, talk about the NBA playoffs. This is a great time of year. It's not the best time of year for sports gambling. I had this out with Simmons the other day, and if there's not a pro football game to watch on Sunday, you can't label it the best, but uh, Outside of pro football, this might be the best betting weekend or week of the year. You have NHL playoffs. You have NBA playoffs. You have Major League Baseball, Kentucky Derby this week, and um, you have the Canelo Alvarez fight. There's always a good fight on Cinco de Mayo uh, weekend, Canelo Alvarez and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. But let's talk about the NBA playoffs. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I don't think anyone is stopping the Warriors. I really don't. I I think, um, you know, Simmons and I bet – In the beginning of the year, everyone except the Warriors, and it really seemed like a good idea. 73-win team, they lost in the finals in dramatic fashion, they have a chip on their shoulder, and they take on uh, one of the top five players as a free agent. So, sure, why not take every other team than the Golden State Warriors? But it seems easy, but it has not worked out. But how do you make money, guys, off the Golden State Warriors starting now? Like, For instance, last night... They're favored by 13. They win by 12. A Utah backdoor cover, you know, you have Joel Bolumboy or uh, Raul NATO with back-to-back baskets in the last minute, and you win by 12 and you lose. So I don't think betting them individual games is a way to go. What do you guys think?
2: I'm going to give you uh, a couple of MVP final favorites here that I, I love here. All right. Um, I know Curry, Curry right now is plus 280 or 14-5 mm-hmm. to 5 to to win finals MVP and then you also have Draymond Green who right now is 5-1 to one. and I think Draymond is actually really the play I, I know Harry doesn't think so but I would definitely say Draymond 5-1 to one last year he wins this thing if he doesn't get suspended the year before he might win this thing but Iguadala had an awesome awesome uh, 2015 season that was so I'm definitely saying Draymond at 5-1 to one is the play Real quick I just think
3: that uh, I know I had mentioned it earlier but I just think if Draymond is to win it Mm-hmm. He really, to be to overcome Curry and Durant for that MVP, I think Draymond would have to get like 20, 10, and 10, somewhere to be so outstanding like that to be able to get the MVP if they win it.
2: Okay. He was close to that, though, the last two years. He was,
3: he was, but I think yeah. he has to have stats like that to actually win the MVP over Curry or Durant. All
2: right. It's so hard because it's then—
1: felt like you. Yeah. I had— uh, same thing with the, the uh, Warriors. I think I for some crazy reason, I thought them getting Durant was actually going to hurt them mm-hmm. at some point. Uh, I didn't know if they could all mesh together. It obviously seems like they can. Uh, and as Brian Reddy brought it up, I had two words, Andre and Godala. Who would have thought he would have been MVP two years ago? I don't even know. I, I almost feel like you got to stay away from this at this
0: point. Yeah, you might be right. He was a hundred to one odds in two thousand fifteen before the NBA final <laughs> before the finals. That's crazy, and he won it, and they just there was just no one else to give it to. So, God, I, I you know I'm I'm thinking doing something really dumb and taking Curry plus two eighty and Durant plus two twenty and just hoping that nothing nothing happens in between. I mean Clay Clay could <laughs> screw you too. Like, well, is Clay fifteen away? Was fifteen to one? Uh, the other day, has that gone down?
2: Yeah, he's still fifteen. He's still fifteen to uh, I don't know. I think it's just a question of who who LeBron is covering, right? Is he covering Durant? He's covering Curry. Right. Like if whoever he's covering, maybe the other guy's gonna have the big thing. But I, I you know, I do love Green, but I, I don't mind parring you know, Green and Curry together. You know,
0: right? So now I bet Golden State, and uh, Simmons did too, and he, uh, we, we bet Golden State to sweep Utah. We got plus one twenty. Uh, I think Game Three is the key. I'm going to assume they win the game Game Two tonight, but uh, I think Golden State in Game Three will be favored by eight or nine, assuming they win that. I, I think they've broken Utah's spirit, so I, I don't mind a sweep bet uh, with this Golden State team. I think you're you're in it for a while, but um, we shall see. Now let's move on to NHL playoffs for a second. It, uh, hockey is just becoming impossible to bet. It really is. Brian, what what do you you've dug out some stats on one way to possibly uh overcome this this monster sport
2: yeah it, it's awful really hockey's become like a coin flip at this point in time but one thing we do notice is that these two goal leads seem to be slipping really quickly right Right. so, so now if you like the, you, the you like live odds
0: this is this is the way to go if you're betting live odds
2: i know i know so one other thing i you know you and i love live odds so mm-hmm. the one thing is that In the 55 games that they've been been played so far, 39 games, there's been a two-goal lead at some point during the game. But really it's like 35 because there's been four empty netters late in the game. So we'll say 35. And then out of those 35 games, 10 of those teams have lost outright. Mm -hmm. So the one thing I want to say is like live betting odds, if you were to actually look at this, you would probably get between plus 700 and plus 1000 on a team once they start trailing by two goals.
0: Right. And we so saw you're 13 get that if, We saw 13 to 1 on uh, St. But, Louis the other day, right? Depending it could be if it's in the second yeah,
2: period or third. Yeah, you period. get 13 to 1, you get uh 15 to 1 if you had the Penguins the other day, even though they lost in overtime. Mm-hmm. The Rangers when they were up when they lost out it was 6-5 on Saturday, I'm assuming with 10 minutes left down two, you're probably getting 20 or 25 to 1. So Yeah. Basically, at the end of the day, if you would have bet every team that as soon as they started trying by two goals, you would have made a lot of money. Right.
0: Now, I don't think this is, hasn't yeah. hit, though, since Saturday, right? Last Saturday was Ottawa Rangers. Was that yeah, the last it time Saturday it
2: Saturday was the last time. All so. right.
0: So if you stick so. with it, uh, the, it could hit. The other one, way to go, I think, it's we've seen a ton of overtime. I think they maybe were close to setting the record for overtime games in the first round, at least, and then it's continued in the second round. Darren, you have something on overtime games? What did you say there was?
1: Yeah, I think last year there was 20 or 21 total overtime games throughout the whole entire NHL playoffs. I think this year that number has already been matched. Uh So that, that seems to be, if you can bet a game to go into overtime, yeah, that might be the way to go. So Brian, you, you, Brian, you said it was
0: fifty-five games. So if there's twenty games that went to overtime out of fifty-five, Darren, I looked on a lot of these, even the ones that are supposed to be close, like Pittsburgh, Washington, you get three to one odds on an overtime game. So you're making a pretty good uh, profit there if you could just sweat it out and hope for the uh, the team that pulls the goalie to to net one there.
1: Absolutely, you know the, the thing with hockey, Sal. It's become really all about like a goalie getting hot, right? Pekka mm-hmm. uh Renee. I don't even know how to say his name, but he's on fire there in, in Nashville, and uh, it's really hard to say one seed, eight seed. Does it even matter in hockey anymore? Doesn't
0: seem like it. No, and it doesn't. It really doesn't. And I get in, uh, you know, I get into fights on Twitter, and it, I, I was I was a little salty because I had Chicago over Nashville. I think we all had Chicago over Nashville to win the series mm-hmm. and then Nashville yes, wins we did. and everyone's like, "Oh, that's the greatest thing in Nashville." It's like, "Look, hockey viewership is down on TV. Like attendance-wise, it's it's okay across the league, except your team, Harry, the Phoenix Coyotes. You're the only one going to those games. I'm sorry. You should know. You but but no one's watching. I think, like, 46% drop-off. I have, on good authority, like three or four teams are looking to move or get sold and, you know, and not in a good way because they're they're not making money. I think a team like the Blackhawks needs to make the Final Four or the Red Wings or, you know, the Rangers. No one's buying their freaking Nashville Predator jersey now because they advanced to the second round. I promise you it's not happening. But I'll never, I'll never make any uh, headway with that. But um, anything else? So there's a big fight coming up this weekend. Uh, Canelo Alvarez against uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Um, we all have a parlay with uh, Joshua, Anthony Joshua, and Canelo. Now, you guys have Canelo by decision. Let's talk about that Joshua fight a little bit. Uh, Brian, what do you think? That was one of the greatest, I can't even think back to a better heavyweight fight. When was it? We were very small, right?
2: I know, I'm trying to think how old I was, but it was, I mean, it's been a long time. I was, It has to be the best heavyweight championship fight, I would say, in the last 20 years. I mean, you had like, uh, Vitali versus Lennox, you know, that was pretty good, but that lasted like six rounds,
4: right? Mm-hmm.
2: And then, you know, you've had some other great heavyweight fights, like, you know, you had Tua Bayabuchi and uh, you had like, maybe Andrew Golota versus Riddick Bowe, but right. uh, that was the best heavyweight championship fight that I can remember, at least since I've been a you know a teenager. Out right. real quick. I just think that uh watching that, Klitschko
3: just like when he went down, it was amazing where he just he didn't want to stop. He just wanted to keep fighting, even though he kept going you know, whatever was happening to him, he just what a what a heart of a lion trying to come yeah. back and everything. It was unbelievable. Both seriously.
0: those guys. And and we bet Joshua yeah. and I, I felt bad for Klitschko. It's like, oh man, you get to that point where you you feel right. bad that someone's gonna lose right. this fight. And Darren, you even said you hadn't seen Klitschko that active in, in many, many years, right?
1: When was the last time we saw Klitschko that active? He, about so 41, am I correct when I said that? He's 41 yeah, years Yeah, 41. Advantage. Had the yeah, body of, uh, you know what, oh. a 25-year-old? Yeah. He was ripped. He was agile. Uh, he 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 was something. I, I got to give him credit. Like, To be honest, you, I thought that fight was going to be a very one-sided fight. He showed up. I mean, his last, well, he lost to Tyson Fury, right, who's disappeared already off the map. Yeah. And, and he looked terrible And here's Klitschko Fury. going yeah. against this 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 young stud, and uh, honestly, hats off to Klitschko, even in a loss, and let's Mm. face it, Let's see the rematch. Let's see a rematch. Why not? I think Klitschko deserves
0: one. I'd love to see it. I just want to add one thing like and you say he's 41 years old. Have you ever and this didn't even knock him out. That uppercut that he took from Joshua was <sighs> no one I don't know anyone in the world who would would still stand from that. And he went down shortly after, but that wasn't the punch. The punch like I, UFC anything. Like no one stays standing for that. Oh. Just crazy. Oh, I, but his
1: his his next snapback that was that was some punch. This kid Joshua is uh, is something else. Hopefully he can um, bring the heavyweight division back into some prominence.
0: Here. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Now, let's get right. back. Uh, we're moving on. Let's move on to our, our best bet of the week. Let's do this. Let's each give out our best bet of the weekend, um, starting from Thursday to Sunday. Uh, we can keep track of this throughout the season. Um, we 're eventually going to get a hotline where people can call and leave horrible match uh, messages about how much we <laughs> suck and then we 'll play those back the following week I should say um let 's uh you could also email cousin Sal against all odds at gmail dot com and just email me and we 're going to find the dege- the degenerate of the week. Tell me what you 've bet on. The worst thing you've been on, the craziest thing, the thing you were most ashamed of, and we'll put you in our degenerate uh, hall of fame. But right now, let's all let's go around the horn and uh, make picks for the weekend. Uh, starting with you, Darren. What do you think?
1: Okay, so now watch this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put together a parlay here for you. All right. And you know. Some people refer to me as Dr. Parlay or Mr. Parlay. Oh, wow. If they, if, if, they, if they will. Yeah, some people. Maybe, <laughs> he's got a, maybe, he's got a uh, lot of names now. He
0: really does. <laughs> it's a new Shaquille wow. O'Neal. Uh,
1: but anyway, I'm going to come up with a parlay here. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to come up with a parlay here, and Brian is going to tell you what the odds are, and he's not going to use a parlay calculator.
0: Oh wow! He is
1: kind of like the Rain Man of parlay odds. You've always said to me, Darren, get a parlay calculator. You got to figure this stuff out. Right,
0: right. We're all sick. We're all sick of the text.
1: Right. Right. I text you. Is, what would the odds be? Yeah.
3: Well, I go to Brian
1: now, and within six seconds, Brian gets back the odds to me. I don't know how he does it so quickly. Mm-hmm. So here's my lock parlay of the week. Are mm-hmm. we ready? Okay. All right. So. This is a money-line parlay, just just to win. Uh, these, uh, the Wizards to win tomorrow night, Thursday night, mm-hmm. okay, against the Celtics. Despite their putrid bench, they will win this uh, Game 3. Right. Uh, the Blues, uh, Hockey Pride will show up on Friday night. All right. Okay, the Blues will defeat Nashville. Mm-hmm. And Canelo, uh, the Canelo-Chavez uh, uh, fight will go over nine-and-a-half rounds.
0: All right. Uh,
1: Brian, if I said the Blues are minus one fifteen, Wizards minus two thirty, Canelo over nine and a half, minus one sixty five,
2: and guys, this is not rehearsed. Brian, what is the odds of that fight? All right, you're gonna have to give me like ten <laughs> seconds. It, but, uh,
0: <laughs> See, Brian, Brian, you make the mistake of getting back to him too quickly. He's never gonna get a parlay calculator if you just if you I just know, give him the it's, answer. <laughs> it's,
2: it's really true. It's really true. But it's funny, Sal, because I do. You know, we always talk about the parlay calculator, but I yeah. really do most of the time just do it by hand. Right? So I can usually I got gotcha. you pretty quick.
0: All right, stuff. wizards over oh. nine and a half in the Canelo fight. And uh what was the other one blues right Darren?
2: The Blues minus 115. Mm-hmm. All right. The Blues to be- beat the Predators on Friday night. Okay. And the Wizards of 230. All so right. We're going to give you it's going to be about uh it's going to be about plus 330. All
0: right, that's nice. That's there a nice parlor. if you. All right, uh, Brian, what about. do you think? What's your uh, are you going to pick the fight? What do you like?
2: Yeah, so you know me, so I love boxing. So mm-hmm. I am taking Canelo by decision. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're going to get even odds for that. So, basically, I will tell you, Canelo in his last, four, his last six fights has won four by knockout. But right. these are against some super middleweights with some suspect chins. Like, he beat Kirkland, he beat Khan, he beat Angulo. Mm-hmm. They all had suspect chins. But he's facing Chavez. I mean, I, I don't. he's far superior to Chavez. But Chavez is going to look like a giant to him in the ring. And Chavez has been fighting some of his fights at, like, light heavyweight. Right. So, and he does have a very good chin, so I find it very hard to believe that he's actually going to knock him out. You know, you got Mexican pride and mm-hmm. everything, so... I know this is at a catch weight of one sixty four and a half, but I am going to go Canelo by decision. That will thank me. <laughs> All later.
0: right, I like. And then what's that even you said? Or is that uh? Is that yeah, close to it is. It's even right now, at least. I as like the
2: last that. Time I gotta like
0: that. I like it too. I just wonder when you go up in weight, if you, if your mindset is uh, I don't want to, I don't want to bang with this guy for twelve rounds. He's taller than me. He's got a longer reach, and he, he weighs more. I want to try to take them out early and, and, and Canelo can do that, but I think you're probably right. When when something like this happens, you're just gonna, you're probably going to get a one sixteen, one twelve 112 win and it'll go the distance. Harry, you're into yep. the b- big uh, Kentucky Derby, the races this weekend. What do you got?
3: Yeah, well, like you mentioned, I uh, worked in the casinos in Vegas for 14 mm-hmm. years, so it's Kentucky Derby week, you know, so everyone's uh, going crazy there. I got a couple feelers of buddies that I know that bet horses pretty well and everything, and It'll cost $60, a dollar try box. You box five horses, it's got to come in one, two, three. I've got the seven, the 10, the 14, the 17, Irish War Cry, uh, and number 18. Number 14, Classic Empire, that's the, that's the favorite at four to one. The ticket will cost 60, like I said, and the other three horses are 15 to one. And maybe a horse to throw out there to win, like I said, the 10 horse, Gunerva. Is at 15 to one their trainer who came from who came from nothing uh was kidnapped <laughs> in Venezuela his home country for the second two times the second time for 36 days he didn't he came to the states with nothing and now all of a sudden he's found himself being a trainer in the Kentucky Derby so the number 10 to win maybe at 15 to one take a shot there all right, how, that, you like that Brian I like it
0: Brian you have six that's, seconds that's to, so you, you have six Larry seconds bet, to figure right? out that how much that pays Larry, how much does that pay, Brian? Figure it out. Uh, wow, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really crazy, Harry. Now, this, the horse knows that the trainer was kidnapped, or they, they haven't told him yet?
3: <laughs> They're keeping it a secret for afterwards. All right. Wow. All right. So, if
0: anyone can figure out what the hell. I mean, Harry, you could just come back next week and say, yeah, I won. I don't think anyone will. 7, 10, 14, 17, 18. We'll see. Okay. Harry just picked seven of of the, uh, 11 of the yeah. 13 horses. So, all right. That's good. I, I'm going to take. Um, I think it's no kidding around time. I'm going with Golden State Thursday night. I think they're giving 12 and a half. You know they had seven threes in game one. They kind of coasted and and almost pushed. They were right around the spread. I think they they blow up for like 15 threes on Thursday. Uh, Clay explodes. Warriors 119 101. That's my pick. Darren Wizards Canelo Blues Parlay. Uh, Brian likes Canelo by decision, and Harry has uh, every other horse in the Derby. Well, what were the numbers real quick, Harry? What were they? 7, 10, 14,
3: 17, 18. Try box. they will cost you 60 bucks for the ticket.
0: Good Lord. All right. Well, that's it. If it hits, look out. <laughs> look out. All right. I think that's it for you guys. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Wow, that went really fast. Uh, nice. Anybody have anything to plug? Darren, you're on Twitter now. What do you have?
1: Yeah, at the chalk talker, Sal. You can look me up at the chalk. At talker. At
0: the chalk talker. Okay, it's got dual meaning because chalk is a gambling and uh, also a teacher. So maybe there's probably, um, probably um, three or coach, four other guys.
1: I do it. I do a little bit of everything. You could. Yep. And my pick will be uh, my pick of the week will will be
2: on that. That's if anybody right. wants to. Uh, and it's a lock. It's a guarantee. Right, and you can and, see and Darren so far he has fifty nine followers. So uh, if you can up that to a hundred, that'd be great. Uh, let's get it to yep.
0: sixty at least. Yeah, Darren also will be um, will be coaching a, a chess game in the park between two ninety year olds. He'll have a dry erase board, um, telling people their next move. All right, Brian, anything, Harry? You guys are gonna be around? It's gonna be a fun weekend, right? Oh, absolutely. yeah,
2: it'll be good times, buddy. Excellent. Absolutely. All
0: right, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, stick with us. You'll hear uh, my phone call with Jay Cornegie coming up. And thank you to the degenerate trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next guest on the phone right now is the vice president of race and sports operations at the Westgate Las Vegas Sportsbook. He knows the ins and outs of the sports gambling industry like no one else. He's been taking our money for almost 30 years now. Jay Cornegie is with us. What's up, Jay?
1: Cousin Sal, what's going on, bud?
0: Well, you're the first celebrity guest to appear on Against All Odds. I'm I'm sure that means a a whole lot to you, right?
4: (laughs) It's a very special day for me, yes.
0: Excellent. (laughs) Now, for those who aren't familiar with you, Jay, and I'm not too uh, familiar with your background either, how did you get your start in this business? I imagine you were a hardcore gambler like myself, and uh, you just got sick of losing, and you turned to the dark side and said, screw it, I'll work for the casino. Was it something like that? (laughs)
4: well that's a very short version of it yeah okay Uh, but uh no we we came out here uh on spring break uh, and uh i i didn't even know this is well before the internet and in cell phones and all that and i came out here and i had no idea they had sports books and uh you know i ended up uh moving out here after school and uh now i've been a, a uh, and I I, I thought I figured out. You're right, because I, I was on the other side of the counter. I thought I could do it, but uh, uh, it was a lot tougher than I thought. So I did go to the dark side, so I'm <laughs> on this side of the counter and been on this side of the counter for 31 years.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So that was mid-'80s you came out, right?
4: Yep, mid-late-'80s, yep.
0: Right, and then so what, you just took a a job as a, a clerk. You were cashing tickets as a clerk and worked your way up?
4: Well, I was, uh, you know— I, I idiot back then when I thought I could just come waltzing in and join the sportsbook team, you know, in the middle of the summer. Well, the middle of the summer, sportsbooks don't hire anyone. It's the slowest time of the year right, for right. them. And, and and the guy goes, we don't hire for the sportsbook in June. I'm like, oh, okay. So I actually took a job as a change person. So I used to have one of those belts that had all the, the, the coin in them that, you know, it was like 50 pounds of coin. Wow. And I, I did that for a couple of months before uh, football season, and I and I got my start up at uh, Harris Tahoe, back in the day. Um, and so, uh, yeah, yeah, my friends used to bust my chops. They still do, actually, to this day for for being a change person. That's uh, great. For a and, couple of months, and
0: for a change person, you're like a ten. You're like the George Clooney of uh, change people, right? Because I've seen uh, what they look like. And in the mid '80s, it was a lot worse.
1: Uh,
4: yes, yes, it was. And, uh, I'm not sure if I was a Clooney of of change,
1: uh,
4: person, but, uh, it was, uh, You know, I think I did very well. You know, in fact, they didn't even want me to transfer. I go, you guys can't hold me back. You know, I don't want to be a change person. Right. And they said, well, yeah, you're going to punish me for being a good change person. But they let me go, and it all worked out. Yeah.
0: You can't change a change person. All right. Well, so now, Jay, (laughs) this is the first year Nevada sportsbooks have accepted bets on the NFL draft. Um, what's the process with clearing the idea of putting draft props on a sportsbook menu? You obviously have to run it by the Gaming Commission. Do you, do you guys – how do you think it through? Who came up with the idea, and how do you approach the Gaming Commission?
4: Well, what happened was uh, things have changed over the last uh, few years, and the Gaming uh, Control Board and the Gaming Nevada Gaming Commission have been – a more lenient towards accepting wagers on on things that we couldn't do in the past. In fact, most of all the wagers that we took in the past were so-called the field of play that actually happen on the court or the ice or you know a football field. We couldn't take wagers on you know a, a voting process outside of boxing or UFC, but uh, they've been a little bit more lenient and now they do accept requests from uh, licensed sports books. Or, uh, other events. For example, MVP of the Super Bowl, we've only been able to do that for the last couple of years. Uh, Cy Young, uh, MVP of baseball, those types of things are really new uh, options for, for us and, and the betters out there. And as you mentioned, uh, someone, I, I believe it was one of our competitors that actually submitted uh, to take wagers on the NFL draft. And the process is if you submit it and the gaming commission approves it, that means all the books are approved to take that wager, and that's what happened in this case. So, uh, at, when I first heard about it, uh, I wasn't too optimistic about it because I just thought it was just full of information, and whatever information you had uh, would be the key of you know betting these and also book ma- you know booking these things. So. Sure. Um, yeah and and you know what I got to tell you it got a lot more attention than than we anticipated we were very pleased with the results, um, even though we lost a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, it was uh, it was a good start because it was well received by the general public.
0: Yeah, and why not? Because it's football, and people love to bet football. You know. So, and when you say your competitors may have brought it to the attention of the gaming board first, or or you did, but why wouldn't anyone mm-hmm. latch onto it once it's approved? What? Why would a competing Uh, sportsbook not want to take a prop bet like the NFL draft like it it surprised me that only a few um, did and especially after you told me that um, everyone has access to it once it's approved
4: yeah that's true and everybody had that option you don't have to book it obviously but only a handful of, of books did this year and it was it was it was just about the information we thought Going into it, wow! You got to have to have the key information. I mean, everybody knows these mock drafts. These mock drafts are everywhere. There's a lot of information, a lot of different opinions on it. But we we were concerned that some people might know exactly what was going on. I mean, where they might take a kicker. I mean, that was like one of our. Well, that was our biggest right. loss. We had a prop up. You know, where when will a first? You know, the, the first kicker be selected? You know, would it be rounds one through five, or six and seven, and. um uh, you know, there are certain teams that actually know we're gonna we're gonna look at and target this guy. Um, you know, maybe in the early rounds. So we were a little concerned about that type of scenario taking place. Uh, right. But you know, it there's so much money on the line here that the, most of the books that did accept wagers on the draft props were really uh, taking small wagers. Our our limits were a thousand dollars on these things, which is is very low uh, for Las Vegas standards, but. Uh, I mean everybody pounded the the one through five and of course the kicker was selected in the fifth round, so we got beat up on that. But we did well on some others. I could I could really say that we broke even on all these draft props.
0: Right. And just the fact that you have it, it's such a such a draw now. And let, let's go through these. And what you did was you stayed away from the individual players and I guess you have to because the draft, like you said, the mock draft, the intel was so great and you you just can't trust it. <laughs> you know, if you're taking uh, Leonard Fournette at, at number four, and he, and he lands right on number four, so that's a push. But you stayed away from the individual players, but you had eight props, and they, like you said, they are close, man. You had you had the numbers right on. You had so the first uh, kicker taken rounds one through five. I think you gave out plus one forty-five for that. Is that right, somewhere like that?
4: Yeah, I think we opened at plus one forty. One through the rounds one through five were open at plus one forty and actually we really thought he was going to be selected in the 6th or 7th round Right. and we were kind of we had a we definitely had an opinion on that one yeah. uh and it it came back to bite us but that that happens every once in a while and uh we closed at plus 160 wow. despite most of the money being at, uh, on uh, rounds 1 through 5 cuz the information we were looking at we were really thinking that he was going to be drafted in the 6th but yeah uh, right. We are wrong. <laughs> it was the ninth
0: pick of the fifth round. Jake Elliott from Memphis, uh, Cincinnati, took him. Let's talk about a, a few more of these. Now, I, I had you as, with the eight props, you had five pluses, plus odds you had to give up. But there were slight pluses. You never, plus 160 is obviously the biggest one. One push and two favorites, I think. Um, the number of quarterbacks selected in round one under three and a half was minus 180. And there were three in the first 12 picks. Uh we freaking out a little bit there. Trubisky, Mahomes, and Watson win the first twelve picks and then nothing the rest of the round.
4: Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting and, and since this was our first time, I you know, I had more of a well, a vested interest in this. Mm. And so, you know, usually I'm just watching my team and seeing how it's unfolding a little bit, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, but now we're like Tracking how many quarterbacks are being selected, but we, you know, we did our research and looked into it. We actually opened over under three and a half QBs minus two forty. It closed at minus one eighty. So mm-hmm. over three and a half quarterbacks, you could have got two, plus two bucks wow. plus one sixty. But it did stay at three. I, you know, I, the the amount of money that we had on, on these wasn't like earth shattering at all I mean it was uh I'd say if you were to total all these propositions together it would be like two really good baseball games like you know Yankees Red Sox you know on Sunday night or Monday night you know uh but it was a lot more than we anticipated so that's why we were very optimistic moving forward but uh the three and a half quarterbacks did Go, I mean, the three went right away. We were a little concerned about it, but it ended up going our way.
0: And same with running backs. Two in the first eight picks, under three came in. At, I think it was plus 105, Fournette and McCaffrey in the first eight, and then nothing the rest of the way. Um, receivers fell right on the number. You had over under three, and there were three. Again, three in the first nine picks. Um, your number, uh, maybe it wasn't a big exposure here, but number of Big Ten players drafted in the round one, over five paid plus 160, 7 it hit 7 Big 10 players were drafted in round 1 and 3 of the last 5 players were Big 10 players so that must have been pretty exciting um i'm wondering yeah if, we were that yeah. was
4: that was good that was really good it it was funny because we had a we had a we had a draft party in our book and and you know, people were cheering each and every one, but you, you certainly heard a roar when the the, the sixth one was picked.
3: <laughs> right,
0: absolutely. What was the big holy shit moment of the book Thursday night, or did it? Do you think it had anything to do with the the draft props, or was it just draft frenzy in general?
4: Um, I think a little bit of both. Uh, there, there certainly. A, a, you know, we had true fans out there, which were. You know, people wearing their jerseys, their team color. So you had the, the fan aspect, but then you had the gambling side as well. So you had a little bit of mixture of, of both. And some of the cheers were um, for their teams or, you know, you know, laughing at their rivals. Or uh, But then you also had some small dollars involved as well where people were going. You know, I, I know a lot of people had that over in that three-and-a-half quarterback. So when that third quarterback was selected, you know, they were all – very confident right. and optimistic that there was another one going and it just never, you know, obviously it never happened. But, uh, you know, you heard some groans going on as some, uh, teams were looking at a quarterback or needed a quarterback. And you did hear groans when they uh, selected a non QB in their slot. So it was a little interesting, a little different than what we've seen before. But like you said, you hit it right on the head. I mean, people love football. They love betting football. And they certainly enjoyed these things.
0: And that's the thing. And like, so the draft is a step in the right direction. We're talking with Jay Cornigay, the vice president of race and sports operations at Westgate Las Vegas Sportsbook. But I think we could do better. I would like to see, I think you could open it up, especially if now that I know the process, you just throw it out there and then everyone has access to it as long as the gaming commission uh, um, approves it. But I want to see betting on players' wonderlick scores, like going in. Like, how do you know? Like, or or which teams before the schedule comes out? Which teams will get the most Sunday night games? Uh, which teams will lead in arrests? You know, I think you could I could you, you could make you can make a fortune because people will bet anything. Like just in this draft, over under on the Browns drafting a paraplegic player. You know, I, I think it, it goes on and on. I, listen, I'll, I'll do this for free. I'll put these out there, and you'll get three new ones a week from me. What what have you? Is there an example of one that you've presented that's been shot down or? that you were disappointed about would you play a pretty no not yet no
4: not yet <laughs> nothing, nothing nothing yet but we you know you went going going back to what you mentioned earlier you know over under team or players right. which i think is going to be very popular because it's very easy to understand you know so you know you got uh, mccaffrey over under you know six and a half or something mm-hmm. like that i think that's going to be really interesting and and you know people have mentioned well someone knows someone from that organization knows that they're going to take that i go yeah but you never know what's going to happen right. you, know, per, you know you know you p- know before your pick all of a sudden someone else takes them or you know trades happen there's a lot of things that could actually take place you know, uh, before that actual pick. So uh, I think those will be okay, and I think those are going to be really popular.
0: That would be great. And the Browns organization throws everything out of whack, so you never know what could happen. I I think your exposure would be limited uh, just in in terms of that. Hold my
4: beer, as they say.
0: Exactly, exactly. Now, listen, if... uh, Jay, thanks for having us. If you haven't checked out Westgate Las Vegas Sportsbook, do yourself a favor, get down there. Get down there this weekend. This is the one. Kentucky Derby, Canelo Alvarez fight, NHL, NBA playoffs, baseball, of course. It's completely renovated. You you want to talk about that, Jay. Like how much money was put into this in the last 2 years.
4: Well, um yeah, we went through a huge uh, renovation project. So the Superbook, which is the largest race and sports book in the world with over uh, 30,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. We put about $15 million into this book, and we're still uh, continuing some of the, the new uh, um, eatery uh, options as well. We're putting in a food court, uh, which will be done probably by mid to late summer here. And uh, we, we host the um, the actual the world's largest indoor LED screen. It's 240 feet uh long 22 feet high clear from and 4K capability it's this the the best place to to watch games so very happy about the changes that we've made in this the sports book and, and look forward to a uh, little time off right now but a super contest we've been working on that too uh so I'll, uh, we'll we'll accept uh will start accepting entries July 1st for this year's version of the super contest,
0: and that's great. And I never, you know, the the big joke is you get a fifteen hundred dollar t shirt um, because most most people don't win the super <laughs> contest. But you know what? That's kind of thing I'm I'm talking about. Like online, you could bet who's going to win the World Series of Poker. It would be great if you had odds on who was going to win the super contest. And like a lot of people would be no one anyone heard of. But you know, and then there's a a Bill Simmons in there, or maybe me, who like ten people have heard of. And yeah, things like that. We can we could we could really open this up. Jay.
4: Yeah, we we could there's there's a lot of room there for growth for sure we we've been keeping track of the results for for a long period of time when we were looking to rank players just kind of like they do with poker players right. so uh you know it's very difficult to win a super contest as you know we're approaching 2,000 entries this year uh last year's winner but it was a it was a, you know a, a barista you know he, he he was a local barista just kind of winged it and, and ended up winning over 900,000 and in second place was a farmer from Illinois, you know, a couple of years ago, we got our first female winner. So uh, anybody can win. I mean, the, the, the cream of the crop, those guys, I mean, they'll have consistent really positive results, but when it comes to winning it, anybody could do it. As you as we uh, saw last year, I mean, he he was a
3: absolutely. <laughs> he wasn't
4: even watching the games. I mean, it was funny. story
0: enough of the documentaries on the LA riots. I want to hear. I want to see something on the barista who won nine hundred thousand dollars and wasn't watching the games. It's it's both uh, exhilarating and infuriating at the same time. Jay, thanks for joining exactly. us. I, I appreciate it. I know you're busy. You're going on vacation, right? Are you leaving.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be heading to California for a couple of days, go see my Rockies play, and uh, we'll we'll uh, kind of take a deep breath and then get back at it again. There you go.
0: I mean, here's how you know the Westgate did well on these props and everything else. They're letting Jay, the boss, go on vacation in the middle of the week during uh, hockey and NBA playoffs. <laughs> but uh, all right, be well, my friend. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, take care. Good luck.
4: All right, Cousin Sal. Thanks, bud.
0: All right, that's it for Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Download Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. On iTunes. Write me an email with your most obscure gambling story, and I'll read it at cousin sal against all odds at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at the cousin sal. Uh, cousin sal sure thing. Weekly $100 giveaway on Facebook every week. And that's it. Until next week, I'm Sal saying happy handicapping. No.